This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Monday afternoon, April 12th, 2021. Brand new week. Thanks for joining us in the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. I'm Rob Hart, sitting in for Cisco Cotto today. The for sale sign could be going up at the Northbrook Court Shopping Mall before too long. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, the coming days will include the kickoff of earnings season. We're joined by Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer at Crescent Capital, based in Chicago. Jack, thanks for joining us today. Uh, what uh, will these uh, you know, first quarter earnings reports, uh, what will they tell us about the state of the economy? It covers that period, January through March, uh, as the vaccine efforts were ramping up and the stimulus was passed. Or what are we going to see uh, as companies start to uh, uh, present their earnings to investors this week? Well, thanks, Rob. Um, yeah, it looks like based on analyst expectations, uh, we're expecting big things from corporate America. Um, overall, the analysts are expecting S&P profits to have increased nearly 25% through the first quarter. Uh, that would be, if, if we can get there, that would be the highest quarterly, year-over-year increase since 2018. And uh, this seems to be be an an avalanche of uh, potential market movers uh, this week. And it started actually last night with uh, Jerome Powell on 60 Minutes, and uh, he is definitely uh, painting a sunny portrait of the economy. Uh, with all of the, with, with this uh, seeming, uh, you know, seeming like deluge of good news uh, coming out this week, uh, what is it going to take uh, to move the markets in one direction or the other? Sure. Um, you know, it, it's a great question because it's a race. It's a tug of war, if you will, between earnings and interest rates. Um, If you think about it, earnings uh, are the numerator of the valuation equation, and interest rates are the denominator. And when you increase interest rates, that discount rate that we use to uh, bring all those earnings back to today, small increases in interest rates require a much larger increase in earnings. But um, the good news is interest rates, while they have gone up uh, from roughly 0.9 to 1.67 in the 10-year so far this year, they've kind of flatlined largely because of the uh, work of Jerome Powell and the fact that his Federal Reserve continues to buy uh, treasuries at a tune of nearly $100 billion a month, and that's keeping interest rates low. So that combined with uh, strong earnings to the upside and some growth um, could mean some inflation, uh, but it could also mean uh, certainly very strong profit environment. As corporate America starts to uh, uh, present its earnings reports, are there any particular companies or industries from which you can pull out a narrative as to how the recovery is going? Sure. You know, I think probably the best would be the banks, uh, given that there are 
really real-time indicators, if you will, of what's going on. And uh, banks uh, collectively are expected, uh, financials collectively are expected uh, to see profit growth in excess of 60% year over year. And this week, we're going to get um, a view into that sector. We hear from companies like J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, and, uh, you know, a couple of others, including Citibank. Um, they also, if you recall, last year had $35 billion of loan loss reserves, not knowing if their borrowers were going to pay them back. But given the growth, given interest rates, um, it's been really creating a nice favorable environment for the banks in 2021. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital, based in Chicago. Coming up, a once popular north suburban shopping mall could be getting new life. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Changes could be coming to the once invincible Northbrook Court Mall. We welcome in Albie Galoon, senior reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Albie, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It just goes to show you that in business, uh, anything can take a tumble, and that includes an upscale uh, North Suburban shopping mall that was once actually a filming location for the movie Weird Science, and now they are looking for a, a similar type of transformation. Yeah, hi, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anything can take a tumble, especially after a pandemic, and that has really been uh, a crushing blow for a lot of shopping malls around the country including Northbrook Court, which was in the midst of a, a major makeover at the end of 2019. The owner of the property, Brookfield Property Partners, was getting ready to launch a major redevelopment, which would have included apartments, a grocery store, food court. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and now it seems that... Um, the Brookfield is considering, and its lender, um, Bearings, are considering something else, which is possibly selling the property, and which would mean that, you know, which, which would mean more uncertainty for the property, and it's unclear, you know, what a new owner potentially would do with it. But changes are definitely in the future for this property. Now, what what is it about the pandemic that made this redevelopment project? Uh, not as palatable to lenders? Is it the idea that it's going to take a long time for people to start congregating again, uh, even with vaccinations? Because, I mean, the, the they called it the retail apocalypse before COVID, and there were a lot of plans to redevelop shopping malls, Northbrook Court being among them. Uh, what is it about this redevelopment plan that uh, that the pandemic, you know, caused so much damage to it? Well, yeah, before the pandemic, you know, e-commerce was really... Um, very, very tough on shopping malls and especially department stores, which have been, you know, the historical anchors, the traffic drivers for shopping malls. But what happened after the pandemic arrived was a lot of shopping malls closed for a while. You had a lot of retailers who couldn't pay their rent and they stopped paying their rent. So for for mall owners, they just weren't weren't collecting rent. And so they were having a hard time making their mortgage payments. Obviously, Things opened up last year and they've gotten better. But at a place like uh, Northbrook Court, you know, they already lost one uh, department store, Macy's, before the pandemic. And then last December, Lord & Taylor, their second department store closed. And now they only have one left. So 
They don't have, um, and, and also a lot of retailers within, smaller retailers within Northbrook Court shut down. So their vacancy rate has gone way up. And, you know, I think that the outlook for shopping malls is definitely, uh, you know, bleaker than it was, even though the economy is improving because, you know, the e-commerce shopping trend really just accelerated during the pandemic. Thanks for the insights, Albie Galoon, senior reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Coming up next, Microsoft makes a multi-billion dollar move into speech recognition technology. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Microsoft will buy speech recognition firm Nuance at a deal valued at $16 billion. And joining us now on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. The website, GaryK.com. Gary K, uh, Gary K, Gary Kultbaum, thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon on the Noon Business Hour. It sounds like this deal here for Microsoft Microsoft and buying Nuance at $16 billion is another way for Microsoft to get inside the doctor's office. Uh, well, the CEO, Satya Nadella, has done a magnificent job, and the stock has performed admirably because of it. And, yeah, you got it. Um, they're going to be – this will basically align them uh, for transcribing and recognizing speech in doctor's office for customer service calls, voicemails. Uh, you name it. But by the way, it's going to be businesses and government as well. It's a good move on their part. It's a good uh, company that's done a good job. And I think it's the first of a few more things uh, that Microsoft uh, is going to do. You know, they're in talks to buy a chat app called Discord. They tried to buy TikTok uh, in the last year. So I suspect uh, this will not be the last time we'll hear from Microsoft on further acquisitions. And very quickly, what's behind this, uh, you know, how, how did Microsoft develop such an appetite? What They've been really aggressive in the past year. Uh, well, I think, you know, think about Amazon. They find businesses that maybe are not reaching their full potential. They take them over and they reach their full potential. Uh, Microsoft is looking to buy, get businesses that fit in with the company and that they think they can grow with them and grow them. And uh, this fits the bill. Healthcare is going to be gargantuan going forward. Well, it already is. It's going to be even bigger as the aging of the country, as well as around the world, uh, continues. And again, I think this is a pretty good move. And uh, $16 billion in cash is kind of like a, I hate saying it this way, but a drop in the bucket for a company like Microsoft. How do you feel about the Microsoft stock today? Uh, I've been a big bull on Microsoft for quite a while, and I, I stand by that. And the the ability to grow their business uh, like they have at the size of this business is amazing. Last quarter, up 34% earnings and 17% uh, sales growth for a company that does like $165 billion in sales. That's some pretty good stuff. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Gary Kultbaum, President Kultbaum Capital Management, Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. You can find him online at GaryK.com. Still ahead, a national pizza chain explores driverless delivery. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Police in a Minneapolis suburb where a black man was shot and killed during a traffic stop say the officer who fired intended to use a taser and not a handgun. 
We'll have more in a special report coming up from CBS. This is Bernie Tafoya. Chicago Public High School teachers are to report to their buildings today, but may go back to working remotely on their own in a couple of days. National pizza chain Domino's will use a self-driving car as part of a delivery trial in Texas, and its stock picker Monday will get a pair of suggestions from a money pro. WBBM business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 97 points. The NASDAQ down 43. The S&P 500 down 4. We have 57 degrees right now in Chicago, going up to 62. It's 1231. CBS News special report. The head of police in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, says the officer who shot and killed a 20-year-old during a traffic stop yesterday meant to pull her taser, but instead pulled a gun. As I watched the video and listened to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. Police Chief Tim Gannon is not yet releasing the officer's name or saying how long she has been with the force. This appears to me, and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge. That resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. Police say when they tried to arrest Dante Wright for an outstanding warrant, he got back into his vehicle and drove away. Oh, wow. Yes! That body cam video just released. Mayor Mike Elliott. We will get to the bottom of this. We will do all that is within our power. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. A reminder, Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-U-I, to listen to WBBM anytime. The noon business hour continues at 1232, presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Markets are lower today. We're joined by Jeff Kilberg, CEO, KKM Financial, based in Chicago. Jeff, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It sounds like investors are uh, taking a little bit of a breather before the uh, 50-yard dash starts with the beginning of earnings season. Well, I think that's right, Rob. And we're seeing the Dow Jones as well as the S&P 500 on a three-day streak. Record all-time highs in the S&P 500. Now it's above 4,100. We're seeing, even seeing the NASDAQ come back a little bit. Still off its highs by about 2 or 3%. But nonetheless, I think we are coming up for a little bit of air. We're getting ready for earnings season. But we did see Fed Chairman Powell come out on 60 Minutes last night and continue to articulate the fact that the Federal Reserve will provide a safety net for not only the economy, but also the stock market. Now, we do have, uh, as companies start to report, uh, what are some of the particular uh, businesses or sectors uh, that you are looking for that you believe could establish a narrative of how the recovery is going? Well, I think this is the reflation trade. We talk a lot about the reflation trade, and we're seeing the reopening trade. And we get very optimistic and even bullish due to the fact we are seeing this vaccine being distributed a little bit quicker than anticipated. So there are a lot of names that kind of got forgotten about, Rob. If you think about 2019, 2020, we were so focused on the FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Google. But now all of a sudden you're finding a little bit of love coming into Delta, Boeing, Home Depot, GE, even a name like GM, and I'll give you one more chip name. I know there's a lot of conversations in Washington about chips and semiconductors, but Intel, look at Intel on the move. And it's interesting to see some of these names I kind of got forgotten about. You are seeing assets rotate and reposition into these laggards. And then what about some of these uh, forward consumer-facing businesses that really took it on the chin in 2020 uh, because of the pandemic? Uh, I'm talking about airlines. Uh, you mentioned Delta before, but uh, United Airlines slipping about 4% today because they said their first quarter revenue is expected to fall 66% compared to Q1 in 2019. Now, 
I live in a northwest suburb. I can hear the planes coming in to land at O'Hare, and they're landing at a faster pace than they did one year ago. But it sounds like as far as airlines and tourist companies are concerned, there's a long way to go until we can get back to where we were. I think that's right, but I fall on the, the side of the fence that's more optimistic. I was actually just traveling this past weekend. I was at O'Hare Airport. You're seeing more and more trailers. I know the numbers that go through the TSA checkpoints, that is increasing. I think this pent-up demand, I don't know about you, Rob, but I'm excited to go visit restaurants. I'm excited to go to cities. And I think that really incorporates into the Boeing, the Delta, the American Airlines. But you also have to remember what's really worked inside of this COVID trade. It's the housing stocks. Think of Masco. Think of Home Depot. Think of Lowe's. People are going to continue with that narrative and that theme. So I think as you see people reposition and go out there, I think you also have to look at some of the hospitality names. I know this is not a name that you probably go to frequently, but a name like Denny's, a name like Darden, some of these restaurants that absolutely were left for dead, they're coming back now. So I get excited to see some of these businesses come back. It was such a tough year in 2020. Maybe they have an opportunity, and this pent-up demand should really uh, provide that opportunity for these companies to come back. Leisure travel definitely seems to be making a, a, a comeback as families start to uh, plan vacations. Uh, families are already going out of town for spring break. But there's also the business travel side of the equation. And there's still some, it remains to be seen if, uh, if the business community is going to uh, embrace the road warrior lifestyle to the, to the degree that they did before uh, remote working became a common part of the workplace. Well, Rob, you're talking to a road warrior, and I really haven't traveled much this last year. So someone who was on a plane just about every week, I think we will revert back to that. But cities like New York, cities even like Chicago, we're not back online. I get more optimistic about the fall. We see some normalcy, and that's obviously going to be contingent upon how we do with the efficacy of the vaccines being distributed. So I do stay optimistic. I don't think it's that far out. I don't think it's a 2022 story. I do think we see the reopening get embraced and we see this pent-up demand from a business travel as well as a personal travel in the fall of this year. Jeff Kilberg, thanks for joining us this afternoon. CEO, KKM Financial, based in Chicago. Coming up next, Domino's looks to streamline its pizza business using driverless delivery. Investing 60 minutes each weekday toward planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Domino's says an autonomous car will start delivering pizzas in Houston this week as part of a pilot program. Joining us on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Uh, looking at this driverless delivery car that will soon be hitting the streets of Houston, it's called a Neuro. It looks kind of like a combination of uh, refrigerator and golf cart uh, that will <laughs> safely take your pizza from uh, a Domino's location to your home. And uh, what are some of the details about how this works and what and what this this pilot program is intending to prove? Well, it's a great first, great question. First of all, I think it's perfect imagery. Um, if I'm thinking of pizza delivery, I think refrigerator, golf cart, you know, those are the things that really do add up to pizza for me. Um, you know, and, and I think what's really interesting here is Domino's is making a giant bet. Um, what they're talking about is autonomous vehicles. Obviously, that means nobody driving it. Um, that will deliver pizzas in Houston this week is the pilot program. Uh, it, it, it could be a number of months or even years before this actually becomes widespread. But the goal is uh, to get 
all kinds of deliveries, and there's lots of com- competition out there, but including pizza in this situation, within certain order hours, if you've prepaid, the pizza shows up at your door, uh, wherever you may live. You input a code that you have been given by ordering online. Lo and behold, the thing opens, the refrigerator opens, and out comes your pizza. So, um, you know, this is not a small deal in part because it's not a small business. The pizza delivery in the United States is over $2 billion, just delivery, not even including the regular pizza uh, establishment. So it's, it, there's a giant bet being made here. Atia, that last mile question seems to have vexed many a logistics company. Uh, thinking back to the proposals for the, you know, the Amazon drone, the self-driving truck, and now we have the automated pizza delivery vehicle. Uh, assuming these pizza delivery vehicles become a part of the Domino's fleet, how much would that save, really, compared to just having uh, someone drive them to the pizzas to your house? Well, you're talking about, that's a great question. And what you're talking about, in addition to the obvious, which not necessarily huge salaries for folks who are delivering pizza, that's a savings. But part of the savings is in time, in liability, uh, depends on you know your perspective, but in, uh, in there, there are current limitations in certain uh, metropolitan areas on congestion. All these challenges, the reason all these people are trying to take a bite at this apple from different directions, as you point out, drones with Amazon and so on, is because the last mile is extremely expensive for a lot of delivery companies. Um, with UPS, they've they've had to, they've created sophisticated software so that most, for example, for the, so that most of the drivers are only taking right turns during their delivery route. And the reason for that is because it saves time and energy and money. So the the whole goal here is to bring that to another level where AI combined with autonomous vehicles themselves, lots and lots of sensors, and by the way, infrastructure that isn't there yet, but all will add up to enormous savings in time, cost, liability, and in the end, satisfied customers, which, you know, obviously is what where Domino's wants to put its money. If this works, one could envision a world in which uh, companies that don't do delivery right now or use a third-party service uh, could get into the home delivery business because they do have the autonomous delivery vehicle. Well, here's the thing. It's already happening. I've been um, to Mountain View, California, where Intuit, which makes TurboTax and QuickBooks, is based. They already have package delivery from office to office. It's a very large campus, and cars are not an efficient mode of transportation around there, as as a lot of people who've driven in San Jose know. Um, And they have a huge fleet of autonomous, that is little robots, going from building to building as we speak. So the point is that the solution to the last mile problem is one, as you pointed out correctly, is one everybody's working on, but it's already happening. The next, you know, the next thing is going to have pepperoni on it. That's the big difference. Paul, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Paul Hockman joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And join us this time for tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. And still to come, our Monday stock picker and one of the stocks of the week, Domino's Pizza. Because money matters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Stock Picker Monday, and it is sponsored by the Wealth Management Group. And helping us out today is Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Mike, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Call it serendipity. In our last segment, we were talking about uh, the automated pizza delivery vehicles being tested by Domino's Pizza in Houston, Texas. And Domino's is one of your stock picks for the week. So what do you like about Domino's besides? the meat lovers pizza well good afternoon robin thanks for having me on uh, i love the stock 
it's performed well during COVID. Um, they've gained share. Uh, it does trade at a 31 PE, but it's 10% off its all-time highs. I think this is a buying opportunity. They gained a lot of new customers over the COVID uh, uh, pandemic, and these customers are going to be sticky. They're going to they're stick around. And if we, what I love about this stock, and I love about both these stocks I'm giving you today, is they work whether we come out of this uh, reopening easily or if it stalls. I think the, both the stocks will do well. So Domino's will do well if we go back into some, some closings, as they have uh, this past year. But if we reopen, they have, uh, they're loved by millennials and Zoomers. The price points are low. They have a good product, and uh, it's going to continue to grow. Their EPS growth is 30%. Uh, name me another fast food chain that, that can beat that. Uh, they've just done great, and they're continuing to perform well, and I think the stock is a buy. And the other uh, stock of the week is Dollar General, the symbol DG. And you mentioned uh, this before, this uh, could be uh, pandemic-proof if it drags out a little bit longer. But what else do you like about Dollar General? Well, you know, these are not sexy picks, but, but honestly, uh, Dollar General is another one that has done well, but they're going to do well regardless of, of what, what happens with the, with the uh, pandemic. You know, the, it, the, the stock sold off. Uh, a few months ago when the CEO warned about uh, 2021 being having a, a little bit of headwind, but he really was just worried about the comps because they did so well in 2020. But investors bought that sell-off because they realized that they're continuing to grow their footprint and, and they're, they're going to continue their growth. So I think it's a, it's a, a huge buy here. A, a concern about the $15 minimum wage, but I do think that might stall in Congress. And uh, the stock is just cheap. At 19 times P.E. Uh, for this stock market, that, believe it or not, that's cheap. And uh, I, I love the stock. And very quickly, Mike, Dollar General is one of those stores and one of those stories that often flies under the radar, but it has a massive uh, retail footprint across the country, especially in or near small-town America. Yeah, and, and, and it, it, that's why I like both these names, because as I said, they're not like glamorous names, but especially with Dollar General, these are the kinds of stocks you make money on. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's still trading very cheap, and as you said, their, their footprint is gigantic. They're everywhere, and, uh, and they will do well because they're continuing to grow it as well, and they're using the, the, the record profits they had last year to grow out more footprint, and uh, you'll see that in their numbers. Uh, I, lo- I love it at, at, at 208, 209 here. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Michael Palumbo, founder MJP Capital, author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. The two stocks of the week, Dollar General, DG, and Domino's Pizza, DPZ. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go back to our stream. Skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function. It works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.